manner he found oh lord go oh lord our god oh our oh lord our lord how excellent is thy name in all the earth who has set thy glory above the heavens out of the mouth of babies and sucklings has thou ordained strength because of thine enemies that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. 
thou madest him to have dominion over the works of over the works of thy hands thou hast put all things under his feet this is beautiful everything under your feet hallelujah let's pray most gracious heavenly father we are very much thankful this morning to have made it to your house. And as I stand here before the believers, help me to speak your word with such accuracy and with such authority that is reflective of your nature. And that the devil must know that this word will stand as it has stood the test of time. Heavens and earth shall pass away, but this weight shall never pass away. And that is why this morning we are able to come and rally around this weight, because we've got confidence. And we can put our eternal destination upon this weight. We love you because you first loved us. And went all the way to the cross to demonstrate your unconditional love when you shed your own blood. And today we are who we are because of that blood. And this morning we are just thankful as we commit everything to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. While you take your seats. Amen. Now, just a, a couple of minutes. I just want us to speak on a subject called What is a Man? Hallelujah. What is a man? Uh, I think some of us, when we, we read the Bible and we read Brother Branham's uh, messages, we come to realize that certain things that we thought we knew, actually, we absolutely knew nothing. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. How many believe that uh, this message has enlightened us on a lot of things that we were not aware of previously? Amen. Hallelujah. You understood Christ better after you met the prophet. You understood the deity better. You understood the God head better. There's a, there's a host of things that we understood better after we met the prophet messenger. But I think the greatest is, and the, the very thing that we need to understand is to know who we are and furthermore know what we are. Hallelujah. You, no matter how if I could use this analogy, no matter how intelligent you may seem, you will never understand Mercedes-Benz until you go back to Mercedes-Benz and they teach you what Mercedes-Benz is. Uh, hallelujah. Because uh, I don't know, me, I've got, a, I've got a weakness. When I've got a new gadget or I've got something new, I don't go to the manual first. I get so excited with the product, I go straight to the product. And when I get stuck, that's when I go back to the manual. 
How many has it ever happened to you? Hallelujah. I mean, you're getting you something that you've been looking forward to. You can't get stuck in a book. Hallelujah. You, you go and check how it works. When you get stuck, you refer back to the manual. But that's not how it's supposed to work. You've got to go back to the manual first before you go to the product. Because if you don't go to the manual first and you go to the, straight to the product, you might even break the product. Hallelujah. And that is why the manual, the reason the manufacturer sends a product with a manual book, he wants you to refer to the manual so that you can use the product optimally. You can, you can know all the features, all the benefits of the product so that you can have a good experience with the product and that next time you can even buy another one from the same manufacturer. Are we together? So the, the chances that, I mean, it, 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 it happens often where you've got a product, you got excited that I've got it finally, and you utilize it, and as weeks went by, months went by, one day you went back to the manual and realized that, goodness, there is something a feature, that feature here that I never used all along. Hallelujah. Because why? You bypassed the manual book. So, there is no product that comes without the manual book. Even you yourself, you came with a manual book. Hallelujah. And your manual book is not, is not, is not psychological uh, books. Hallelujah. They, they can cover an aspect of your life, but they cannot give you a full picture as to who you are. The only manual book that we've got is the word of God. Hallelujah. Now, when we say, I like what somebody once said when they mentioned that when purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. Hallelujah. If, if, if you are given something and you don't know the purpose of the very thing that is given to you, chances are that you are going to abuse it. Are we together? Because purpose, it helps you to utilize the product better. I mean, a lot of times when you hear about women abuse today, it's because women were given to the wrong guys. There are some people that were not supposed to have wives. Hallelujah. Yes, they can wear trousers. Yes, they can have husky voices. But they were, they were never meant to have wives. And if you give such a fellow a wife, abuse is inevitable. He, he doesn't understand the purpose of having a wife. He doesn't understand what must I do with the wife that has been given to and that is why you find abuse that will happen. Yes, same thing with sisters. There are some sisters that should have just said no to marriage. Uh, hallelujah. Because they don't understand the purpose why I should have a husband. Hallelujah. Uh, because a sister that, uh, or a woman that understands why I must have a husband, if you know why you must have one, and you understand the purpose, you will understand how to relate to that person. And a lot of times, the reason marriages are strained is because, in all fairness, even the purpose of marriage, a lot of people do not understand what is the purpose of marriage. Hallelujah. Maybe right here, I can detour so that I can address the few things as well. 
If you are a brother, you get married because you want somebody to cook. That You don't even understand what is the purpose of marriage. Are we together? If you get married because you want somebody to wash your clothes, you just don't understand the purpose of marriage. I see brothers are looking at me with big eyes because you've got to go back to the original pattern. When a woman was given to a man, they were not clothed in the Garden of Eden. Hallelujah. Even the purpose is not so that you can have children. It's a very shallow purpose. Because there were no children. The children, the way they were supposed to come, it was through the spoken word. Hallelujah. So, the reason Eve was given to Adam, it was not to have children, it was not to cook, it was not to iron, it was none of all those things. It was for a fellowship. Hallelujah. Because she can cook better, but if you are without a fellowship, you are not going to enjoy those food as well. I'm saying... And, and, and as a human being, even in, in the natural, anything that you get into or anything that you use or anything that you come across, ask yourself what is the purpose behind this thing first. Then if you understand the purpose, you will understand the functionality of whatever has been given to. Are we together? Now, I'm not on a marriage today. Don't be uncomfortable. I want to speak to you as individuals that you, as an individual, you are a man. And it's more a generic term. It includes the sisters. As a man, what is a man? Hallelujah. A lot of times within Christian cycles, and that is where the message has helped us, we always thought we are the natural beings attempting to live as spiritual beings. But in the message, we have come to learn that actually we are spiritual beings that are trapped in a time element. Hallelujah. Your, your nature, you are a supernatural being that has been expressed in a natural form. Why am I saying that? It's because when, when, when he made you, for those that were here on Wednesday, we said when God wanted to, to create the botany life, he spoke to the earth and said, let it bring forth. Are we together? And, brought, and grass came out, the herb came out, the trees came out. Now, for a tree to be well sustained, it must be planted back to the source from which it was spoken from. Are we together? So a tree can never survive anywhere else except on the ground. Because it was spoken from the ground. And we said when he wanted the marine life, he said, let the waters bring forth. Then he spoke to the waters. And the fishes came, all kinds of any marine life came. Now, for the marine life to survive or to be sustained, it has to be sustained in the water. Because that is the source from which it was spoken. Now, when he spoke and wanted to create a man, the Bible says, then he said, let us. Hallelujah. He spoke to himself. And not only to himself, but to his attributes as well. Are we together? And said, let, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air 
and over the cattle. So, dominion is part of your DNA. That is why whenever you get into situations where they are beyond your control, you get frustrated. Because you were never made for things to control you. You were made that you can control things. Hallelujah. And don't be afraid to have a dominion. That's part of your nature. Wherever you go, you've got to have a dominion. It's part of your DNA. Hallelujah. And whatever you don't control, it doesn't satisfy you. But I'm referring to things, not to the people. So that there can be a fine distinction. Because if you control people, you're going to experience a revolt. Because they as well were never made to be controlled by you. (laughs) Hallelujah. But he must have a dominion over the things. He must be, God said, one scripture says, I will be the God of the heavens and you will be the God of the earth. Hallelujah. You are created to be an amateur God. Hallelujah. When when the Bible says, let us make man in our image and after our likeness, God was looking to create something that can behave, that can be like him, behaviorally and spiritually. Hallelujah. and, And maybe it may sound a little bit awkward when I say, God wanted you to behave like him. Yes, I want to emphasize, God wanted you to behave like him. To approach situations the way you would approach the situations. But you can never do that. Education will never help you to behave like God. Hallelujah. Actually, education will take you even further away from the main objective. And not encouraging literacy, obviously. Hallelujah. But Brother Brandon says in this message, question and answers. He says, paragraph 67. If you take the Holy Spirit off a man... He is lower than the animal. Hallelujah. The only thing that will be able to make you to live your life optimally and behave like God and speak like God and walk like God, you must have his spirit. Hallelujah. As Brother Brenham said, if I've got the spirit of Shakespeare, I'm going to write plays. Hallelujah. The spirit that we'll have will determine the results that you've got in your life. If you've got the spirit of God, the results will be godly. Hallelujah. And if you take the Holy Spirit of a man, he's lower than an animal. He's worse than the animal. That's the hard thing to say. But you take a man that's unregenerated in his mind without the Holy Spirit to direct his thoughts and things like that, he will throw out, uh, out of a mother's arms and ravish her for beastly lust. You will throw a baby out of a mother's arms and ravish her for beastly lust. I mean, you see those things in the media because a man, the Holy Spirit is not in a man. A man is behaving like an animal. But, but if you want to know and appreciate an entity called a man, find somebody that has got God's spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Not the spirit of a church, but God's spirit. The, the way, I don't know, have you ever met certain people, when you speak to them, it's, uh, it seems like they're in charge of their environment. They, they make you envious how they conduct themselves, how they speak. It seems like everything is at their fingertips. Have you ever met somebody like that? And you meet somebody, goodness, everything around them is chaotic. You don't want to be like them. Everything that they touch, it breaks. Hallelujah. 
I'm just showing you in the natural, spiritually, when a man has received the spirit of Christ, wherever they go, they're able to take care of their environment. Whenever something happens in their environment, they don't panic. The doctor can look at that person and say, you've got cancer, but that person remains unshaken. Why? It's because the spirit of the creator is inside this being. And the only way that you can be happy here on earth is to be able to have the ability to respond to every situation with the spirit of Christ. Every time you respond by your own thoughts, by your own abilities, anything that you do, it creates a vicious cycle. How do you know that a solution doesn't come from God? That solution has got a problem in its own. If you solve, take that solution to solve this problem, it creates another problem. You take another one to create, to solve that problem, it creates, it's just, it's just like a vicious cycle. When God is in a man, and a man solves a problem, that problem is completely solved. Because God doesn't do half done jobs. Hallelujah. God can never half heal you. God can never half save you. Whenever God saves you, he saves you to the uttermost. Are we here this morning? When he heals you, he heals you completely. Hallelujah. Are you, are you not happy to worship a God who is a perfectionist? Everything that he does is perfect. Including you, you are perfect this morning because you were created by him. Hallelujah. We'll come into that because I know a lot of times you, you find a challenge of an inferiority spirit. Hallelujah. It's a, it's a demon, that thing. It must never be tolerated. Hallelujah. Let's come here. In this message, who is God? Paragraph 20. Brother Branham says, then we are going to make this second man. The first man, you can't see him. The second man, now he takes a third man and makes him like a little white cloud coming over. We can see him, the Holy Spirit coming down. That is the soul of a man. Because the entity called a man is made up of three compartments, you know, body, spirit, and soul. Hallelujah. And when you are led by the flesh, you are an unbeliever. But when you are led by your soul, you are a believer. Are we together? Because your soul is part of God. Hallelujah. But, and, 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 and when we speak about a soul, we can use different narratives. We can say, you are a theophany, you are an inner man, it's an inner man. But ultimately, we simply say, it's a part of God. So, actually, I often want to put it this way that we do not have a soul. We are souls that have bodies. Uh, hallelujah. Just, just, to, just to bring out the essence of who you are. Because a lot of times, the devil would want you to assume that all that is to you, it's a body. But that is not the case. There is more to you than flesh and, and bones. And what is there? It is the soul, which is part of God. That the soul of man is eternal. If after this man sin, sinned, he marred that soul, and blackness and darkness came into it, then when God came down and lived in a man called Jesus, 
and suffered with men to redeem men. And the Holy Spirit comes into man and drives that blackness and sin away from him and brings it back into perfect fellowship, which is a part of God. Now we, now we, by the blood of Christ, who cleanses us from sin, we become sons and daughters of God. Hallelujah. And, and, and that's why I think it was David when he wrote this psalm and said, What is a man that thou art mindful of him? The son of man thou, that thou visitest him. We understand that when angels, the first people that sinned were angels. When there was a battle between Michael and Lucifer, they took sides with Lucifer. Two thirds were chucked out of heaven. When an angel fell, God never came down to become an angel to redeem an angel. Are we together? When they fell, they fell. It was done deal. The Bible says they lost their estate. But however, when a man fell, hallelujah, when a man fell, God left the corridors of eternity and became a man in order to redeem a man. Why would not God leave the corridors of eternity for angels but leave corridors of eternity for a man is because an angel is just a messenger, is not part of God, but you as a son and a daughter of God, you are part of him. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so that means your fall affects him. He, he had to come down and, 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 and created a body, and a body was there and raised by Mary, and a body crawled and he came into the body what purpose for is because the son and a daughter were out of their position. As long as a child and a daughter of God are out of their position, God will never sit on his laurels. That's why Brother Bram say, if he's got to bankrupt the heavens, he will bankrupt the heavens. Because why? The only time when if God wants to see himself, hallelujah, how many, how many have ever walked past a, you know, there are mirrors and there are good mirrors. Hallelujah. A, a, a good mirror will never show you who you are. I think sisters know what I'm talking about. A, a good mirror is the one that will show you from the head to the top. I think you've got it in the sister's room. I, I don't think there is a sister that will just walk to the restroom. On your way there, you look. On your way back there, you look. Hallelujah. Because you, you enjoy to look at the image. Isn't it so? Hallelujah. And then, let's put it this way. I hope you are enjoying, sisters. <laughs> Hallelujah. You, you enjoy to look at the image. Hallelujah. And if something is not right with the image, you fix yourself, it fixes the image. Amen. Hallelujah. So, it's, it's, it's a good thing to see yourself in the mirror. Hallelujah. And never take it for granted. When you see yourself in the mirror, because in the olden days there used to be no mirrors at all. I'm told about a, a certain young boy who was staying in the village and came into the city and was with the mother. And one day when he walked past the mirror, he looked at this funny animal, a uh, creature on the mirror. When he looked, when he moved his hand, the image moved to the hand. Hallelujah. And he was attracted because whatever he did, the image responded. Until later, a realization struck him. He looked in the mirror and said, Mommy, it's me. Yeah. 
Hallelujah. And you and I, we, we, the best way, the mirror does not show who you are. The mirror is doing an injustice to you as a being. The only time when you want to see really who you are, you've got to look at God. And the only time where God has got to have a better view of who he is, he can't look at the lion. He can't look at the angel. He must find a redeemed son and a daughter and look at them and say, it's me. I don't know whether we're together. That is why whenever you run into situations, you've got to behave like your God. Here is an image that met God at the backside of the desert. And he spoke to the image and said, you go to Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. You will be God because I'm the great God. You will become God over Pharaoh. So now it was the image and the source moving together into Egypt. Hallelujah. All Moses had to do was to look at what the source was doing. It would have told him how the image must respond. I don't know whether we're together. When they moved out and they came to the Red Sea and Pharaoh's army was behind them and the Red Sea was in front of them, the image behaved contrary to the source. The image, when it was caught up between the two enemies, the image cried. And God said, no, 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 no. no. The image does not resemble me. Moses, I told you that you will become God over Pharaoh. And when Moses looked at God, he stretched his arms and said, Today, the Egyptians that you see, you shall see them no more. What happened? The image and the source were now in sync. Are you here this morning? The only time when you find the image and the source that are not in sync, sin has entered in. It created the blackness. Are we together? I hope we are together. That's how critical a man is. Let's come to this one. In this message, who is this? Brother Brenham says, paragraph 78, then if that is true, a supernatural God cannot change his nature to fit people's nature. What, what must happen? People must change their nature to fit the nature of the supernatural God. Are, are we together? And, 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 and you will see, that's why there is this song that says, He became me so that I can become him. Hallelujah. Whatever he is, that's exactly what you need to become. However he lives, that's exactly how you need to live. However he deals with things, that's exactly how you need to deal with things. And if you need anything, you've got to go back and check if your maker was in your situation, how would he have gotten what he wanted in your situation? And we know that the only thing that works in God's economy is the power of the spoken word. In God's economy, whatever we need, we speak it and believe it and it materializes. Do you believe that? Simple as that. You speak it, you believe it, and it materializes. And you say, but I spoke it two years back. Don't put time element to it. As long as you spoke it, keep on believing it. Keep on believing it. Keep on believing it. At the right time, it will materialize. 
Because when God said, let there be, Brother Branham said, it might have taken millions. Did it make God an unbeliever? No, he continued to be a believer. You are not a, a, a creature of time, you are a creature of eternity. You can wait on these things. And it says a day on earth, or a thousand days on earth, is like one day in heaven. And if you are a creature of eternity, surely you've got the capacity to wait upon the word of God. The problem today, we can hardly wait. We want instant results. And whenever you have done waiting for something upon the Lord, and you try to do your own means, you end up like Abraham and Hagar. You receive Ishmael, but was Ishmael the promised son? No. But Isaac was on the way. Hallelujah. All they had to do was to wait upon the promised wait to materialize itself. Because if God spoke it, it shall be so. And this morning I say, if God spoke it, it shall be so. So stop doubting and keep on believing on the word of God. You say, how long I must wait? For as long as you can wait. Hallelujah. And the devil likes instant results. So, the supernatural God cannot change his nature to fit people's nature. And a, a lot of times you will see with God, and sometimes a lot of times you say, God does not really listen to me or answer my prayer. God, God has never, and when I read with the prophet and when I read in the Bible, God will never deal with a man based on current reality. Hallelujah. If, if you are sick, God is not going to come and sympathize you with you on your sickness. He is going to speak to you on the basis of where you are going rather than where you are. Are we together? I mean, we have read about Job. When Job was in trouble, God comes and says to him, where were you? He doesn't, God is not interested that my friends disowned me. My wife disowned me. My church disowned me. No, 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 no. He says, where were you? Because there is, a, there is a higher level at which you need to interact with God. And God is not going to come into an earthly environment and entertain earthly concerns. God is a supernatural being. He deals with supernatural events. That will influence on the natural events. Amen. Hallelujah. And Job could have simply said, but I've been praying. God now is asking me where I was. But hey, I'm sick. My wife has turned her back on me. My friends have turned her back on me. But no. The answer was progressive. Hallelujah. Are we still together? Brother Branham says, people have to change their nature to feed God's supernatural plan. And he says, that's why people cry. Hallelujah. It's God in the midst of his people. God will never come to your level. You will have to come to his level. God will not come to your requirement. You have to come to God's requirement. Then when that requirement is met upon a promise that God made to redeem the people, if that requirement has been met, your entire being changes. Your thinking changes. Your habits change. Everything about you changes. Your desires change. Your living changes. 
you change everything about you because there is a new life in you. Are we together? But only what happens when you receive God's nature in you. And we said a, a human being is a, is a dual being. There is, there is a part of you that comes from your family. Your family can claim that part and say, he is like his great-grandfather or he is like his cousin. And when you die, they come and claim that part and bury it. Hallelujah. Wherever they wish to bury it. But there is a part of you that your family can never control. Hallelujah. Which is a divine part in you. This part, the natural part, they know and can identify when it was born and when it shall die. But the supernatural part in you, it has no beginning, it has no end. Hallelujah. And when you are weaker, that means you operate from the level at which you are known for by your family. Because that part has got limitations. This body has got limitations. But the one inside is unlimited. Hallelujah. And that's where we need to operate from. From the inner man. Hallelujah. This one gets sick. But that other one shall never get sick. So what is, what is the gospel in the end time? The gospel is to take the one that is inside of you. Introduce him to this one. And say from this time going forward. You are under the subject of the leadership of the one inside. Are we together? This morning is cold. You shouldn't have even come to church. You had zillions reason why you could not make it. But why did you walk in the cold and come to church? It's because this one has got no choice. There is another one inside that controls this one. Look, no matter how this one looks handsome with a suit, he doesn't want to go to church. He's got reasons. He can even count and say, but I was there last week. This week I can go. I cannot make it this week. This one marks the calendar. But that one is connected to the source. That one is a believer from Monday to Sunday. That one, is he embraces holiness. So this morning, we need to empower the one that is inside to control this one. This one is a crybaby. They don't love me. They hate me. They talked about me. He's always crying. How do you know that the one is, this one controls the person? Check their vocabulary. Check what they talk about. They, it will tell you at which level they operate. But if they operate from the one that is inside, they speak like Paul. Can it be poverty? Can it be death? Can it be pestilence? Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Because you operate from within. Are you here this morning? You've got to meet yourself and know yourself. Because that one is made in the image of God. This one outside, as he grows older and becomes weary, that one, he stands upright, he's renewed daily. There is a law of contrast in your life. The one is getting weaker, the other one is getting stronger. The other one is dying, the other one is living right inside of you. But the devil has limited your vision only to this one. Hallelujah. And you operate on the basis of this cover. Amen. This cover, if you operate on the basis of this cover, you are not going to have a joyful life. 
Hallelujah. This one is a chronic complainer. If it's hot, he complains. If it's cold, he complains. If it's raining, he complains. If it's not raining, he complains. He's a chronic complainer. But that one, he's got an inner peace. He's content, irrespective of the conditions, as long as he's connected to the maker himself. And this morning I can say, if you don't have a joy, that means there is a disconnection between your inner man and your source. And if you can restore that connection, then we'll see happiness coming. And we'll see not only happiness, but dominion. And believers are afraid to have dominion. Dominion is what we're given. That's how we operate. Hallelujah. Because sometimes how Christianity has been positioned, yes, the meek shall inherit the earth. But you've got to contextualize that meekness. There are certain environments. I mean, Adam was meek, but yet he had dominion. Are we together? Because sometimes meekness, we want to decode it as victimhood. It doesn't say the victim shall inherit the earth. No, the meek shall inherit the earth. Hallelujah. They have dominion. Are we still together? I think this one we read, I loved it. I've put it back into my notes this week in the message, the Patmos vision. When we say, the unreasonable, the unreasonable thinking of men can never comprehend the miraculous. And that's why last week we said you've got to change your thinking frequency. There's a, there's a level at which a human being that is connected with God must operate. And if you operate below that level, it's a life of frustrations, it's a life of there's a lot of things. It's like a desert when you operate be, or beyond that level or below that level. But when you operate on that level, you are happy. Hallelujah. You've got testimonies. You are a worshiper. You've got a relationship with God. You, you've got your currency there is faith. You walk like by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. Are, are we together? Do you believe that the message has restored us back to that? Hallelujah. Where we can have that inner peace. And, and when you operate below that level, uh, as we said last week, it's more like you're operating below the sound barrier. You hear things that you shouldn't hear. You, you, you know how you are alive when you were born. You, you were programmed by this, by this sinful life to, to be a victor or to be a victim. You were programmed to be defeated. Hallelujah. How you, how you see yourself today, sometimes you see yourself the way your family have seen you. How they have, how they have conditioned you, how they know you. you. You know when a child is born, the first thing that they look for, how does the, who, who, who does he look like? You know why they want to do it like that? How do we begin to program the life of this child to be like the life of the, of the one that they look like? So that means when you get upset, they say, you are just like your aunt. He was as upset as you are. Until you even accept and say, me when I'm upset, even my aunt was like this. Not knowing that you are adopting a demon in your life. Hallelujah. 
So that, that's the way to bring a generational curse upon the child. Yeah, some of you brothers, you look at me, they say, yeah, what, what can we expect? Your father ran away. You're going to run away. And when you walk, yes, we, we've got men with beards that have got no confidence around fatherhood based on what happened when they were growing up. And the devil is whispering some things in the ear and say, he did this, he did that, he did this, he did that. You are going to do this, you are going to do that. But today tell him that in my family I'm a cycle breaker. In my family I'm a new creation. I'm not going to inherit that spirit. That spirit stops here with me. Don't just accept that in my family. You, you, and, and sometimes a demon can be can take residence in a family and have a pride in the family until even people speak proudly about that demon. We are stubborn in this family. You can you must never mess with us in this family. We will deal with you. Not knowing it's a demon. But you in that family, you need not to be like... Uh, the, you may not understand. The greatest thing to overcome is a family spirit. It's more dangerous, that thing. Because why? It feels... It, sometimes it comes into the family and creates an artificial connection amongst family members. We are like this. This is how we do things. Hallelujah. But you must not... You are a believer. They must see that this one has overcome the family spirit. He's not like us. Yes, many marriages are being destroyed even in the message because of family spirits. When reading the message paradox, Brother Brennan, a young man wants to get married. Brother Brennan says, no ways. This boy, if he gets married, is going to create hell here on earth for this sister. My father said, no, 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 no. But the boy has been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The boy is coming to church. is a brother. Brother Bram said, I don't care how much he's identified with believers. Until he's full, he's born again. He must never marry anyone. Being, being baptized, sisters, does not mean a brother is born again. He might be meeting a requirement that is there in the church. Being born again is a change of nature. And you become a new creation. Brother Branham even said to the father, say, you know, you and your wife have been born again. You have overcome that spirit, your family spirit. But I still see it in the boy. Even if he can wrong a person, he will never ask for forgiveness. How many marriages have been destroyed because everyone wants to be right? Sorry is a distant vocabulary. And when you check, it comes from a family. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost must come in the family. The Holy Ghost must, must change the people in the marriage. Must lead the people in the marriage. Then you will have a happy marriage. But today, a lot of marriages are not marriages. It's just the two people that came together to compete. as well. Why didn't you compete afar You know what I'm talking about? Yes. And that is the media. The media wants to say you sisters have been oppressed for a long time. It's about time we get our freedom. 
Hallelujah. And the brother says, well, I mean, that's why I say people when they come to the message, they come for different reasons. But blessed are those that came because they, they received a new birth. Another one just heard that a man is the head of the house. Say, oh, okay. That's where I'm going to worship. Women, they are behaving. He's there for that specific gospel. And when he gets married to a woman that does not believe, behave according to that gospel, it frustrates him out of the, the message. Yes, there's part two. Man is the head of a house, but you can get married to a woman that doesn't recognize headship. What are you going to do? You've got to have grace enough to go back to God and ask God to convert him. Hallelujah. And then, as we often say, a headless man must never be a head. Yes. When a headless man becomes a head, it's frustration. He will treat you like a doormat and have quotations to prove that he must treat you like that. I know what I'm talking about. Abuse hiding behind quotations. And women secretly hating the message. So if the message makes men behave like this, no, no, no. No, that is not the message. The husband is a poor representation of the message. That is not the message, my brother, when your wife disrespects you. She's a poor representation of the message. In the message, the, 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 her wife understands that my husband is my head. And the husband understands that Christ is my head. And as Christ loved his own church and died for his own church, the husband's social, they love their own wives. I thought it will get an amen. But it looks like a young man that is not married is saying amen here. Maybe the married people are saying, you don't know what you are talking about there. Keep it that way, brother Clement. We want to have that amen even after marriage. Are we together? Yeah, because marriage, you, you know, people that have got energy and are infused by marriage are those that are outside the marriage. Even as a pastor, I walk around young brothers and we start talking about marriage. Even those that were sleepy, they wake up and say, oh. <laughs> But when they are married, it's different. When you talk about the marriage, amongst married people, the husband looks at the wife. And the wife looks at the husband and says, Have you heard the pastor? <laughs> Hallelujah. But if we understand the purpose of certain things, we'll be able to utilize them better and they will be able to edify us instead of destroying us. Are we together? Since the unreasonable thinking of a man can never comprehend the miraculous. You have to come in contact with the omnipotency. Where, when we, when a child is born, 
Brother Bram in the message leadership says when you were born, somebody had to lead you. When a child is born, we first take the child to the elementary teacher to take the child through the elementary stage. And later, or the mother, the mother is the first one to receive the child. And after she receives the child, later she hands the child to the elementary teacher. And then later they bring the child to church. Hallelujah. But the sequence should be from the mother, it must be straight to God. Because during elementary, and especially today, there's a lot of things that happen there that can detour a journey of a child, that can destroy a child. Look, the devil doesn't wait for them anymore until they are teens. He wants them while they are still there to capture their minds. He's got, every, he's got programs dedicated for them at that stage. And if he captures them at that stage, they are gone. Hallelujah. You know, you parents would understand, we are beginning to get into a stage where you feel as if you, you've got no... You're overwhelmed. You don't have a parental program for your child. It seems like it's being determined outside. For instance, you don't know, you, you don't determine, a lot of parents don't determine as to at what age do their children receive the cell phone. It's determined. My friends have got it. And then I'm the only, and, and, and right there, sisters, I want to drive it to you. When, when, a, when, a, when a father says no, and the child runs to the mother, and the mother says yes, that's a wrong parental wood. Yes, sisters, you can say amen to that. Because they come and appeal to your emotional side. When the dad says no, he, he comes and says, at school I'm the only one. I'm the only, everyone has got a cell phone. Me, I don't have it. I don't know. I'm not even being loved here. I wish I can go away. Because all our children are threatening us that they can go away. If you have been a parent and you have never been threatened that they will walk away, you have not really done your job. All of them, they threaten, will leave. Yes. You see how mine are. They have already told my wife, say, we'll go. I see. Goodness, at this age, where are they going? But what does it mean? They want to appeal, they want to stir the mother's emotions so that the no can change to Yes. And when it happens, if sister, if you are the type of sister, whenever the husband said no, in his absentia you say yes, you are weakening the stature of your husband in the family. And because now they are petite, one day they're going to be grown-ups with husky voices. Then you need the authority of the husband. And by that time it's not there because you have diminished it when they were growing up. Are, we, are you here? When the mother says no, the father must say no. Yes, I've been a child. I've tried it. And it worked. If my father said no, I went to my mother. I said, look, they've already paid for the trip. It's only me in class. I said, oh, is it only you? Yes, my child. I'll make a plan. And when mom says you'll make a plan, you know. You can tell your friends it's done. <laughs> You just see the father becoming unhappy. You know that ah, they have sorted him out. How? I don't know. 
Those that know that it happens can say Amen. Amen. Yes. But I'm not saying there are there are godly mothers. There are godly mothers that will sit down with a child and try to reason with the child and show the child that look, if we do it this way, it's a problem. If we do it that way, it's a benefit for you. It's not nice now, my child. But if we do it like that, you will know later. And such children become better parents. If you can teach your children to delay instant gratification, you are really empowering them for later. Hallelujah. Because today we live for now. Are we together? But you've got to come in contact with the omnipotency. Because that's your source. A fish that is on the ground, in no time it shall die. But if you take the fish and throw it back into the water, because it's now back into the source, it swims. Because it has returned back to its own original habitation. You take a man, a young boy, that, that looks twisted, and you, 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 you take that boy and bring him closer to his maker, and his relationship with the maker gets restored, that boy will, make, will, will amaze you. How he will, he will change and be a gentleman. Because why? He has come back to his natural habitation. And a lot of times when you see people on drugs, they are trying to substitute the original first. Hallelujah. When you, when, when, um, a lot of times when, when, you, when you resolve a problem, you must know that the problem is not the problem sometimes. The problem is the symptoms of the other problem that is not visible. Hallelujah. If you find a man hooked on pornography, if the problem may not be pornography. The problem may be his relationship with God is disconnected. Sometimes it could be what is happening in the marriage. Hallelujah. There's a lot. When you resolve a problem, you must try to check what are the drivers, what are the causes of this, and hear things out so that you can come to the root cause. Hallelujah. But the only thing that I know whether it's an old man or a young man or old woman or a young woman, whenever you find them that are engaging in self, in, in activities that inflict wounds spiritually on them, that means their relationship with God is not right. Hallelujah. Because when, you, when your relationship with your maker is broken, you are bound to engage in activities that try to substitute the fellowship that you must have with him. A drinking problem is not a problem, it's not a problem as such. The problem is a problem behind it, a broken relationship between a creature and a creator. When you restore a creature and a creator, everything around that environment comes to its position. Are you here this morning? Certain things in your life are in disarray. But don't try to bring them to order. First, bring yourself back to the order and get connected to the lifeline with your maker, then you will see everything will come and you will have dominion. Hallelujah. When you are disconnected from your maker, you are disempowered. Things overwhelm you. They are beyond your control. But when you are connected back, everything comes around nicely. 
How many know what I'm talking about? Because why? You have come in contact with the omnipotency. Then when you do that, you are in contact with the supernatural. And when you are in contact with the supernatural, what does it mean? That means you've got supernatural power over things. That means your life becomes supernaturally oriented. That means how you think, you think supernaturally. How you behave, you behave supernaturally. Then Brother Brown say, it changes your life. It changes your, your thinking. It changes your mind. It makes you to be different. The only difference between wealthy people and believers is, is in the men is to who are they in contact with. If you are in contact with omnipotency, your behavior becomes different. What they regard as concerns are no longer concerns to you. Because why? You've got, you've got, I've been in contact with the omnipotency. I mean, we read the other time it says, it makes you as well omnipotent. Because the omnipotent one moves into the mortal one, and that mortal one behaves in an omnipotent manner based on what they contain. So, never judge yourself based on your resources, but judge yourself based on who is in you. And the one that is in you made a personal commitment. I will be with you. Not until recession. No, I will be with you. Not until they hate you. I will be with you until the end of the world. And as long as the end has not come, he is here. In you. That's why Paul says, with Christ, I can do everything. Yes, all. I can do all with Christ in me who strengthens me. Hallelujah. Christ in you is, 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 a, is, a, is a center of power. Christ in you is a center of revelation. Christ in you is a control point. When he is in you, you can control things from there. Are you here, parents? Even your children, you can control them from there. Are you here? You don't become victim of trends in the end time. Because everything trends this way. Your children trends that way. No, no, no. You are the daughter of the most high God. You've got the backing of the almighty God. You need to tap into that omnipotency power and exercise them. Everything will come under your subjection. Didn't we read that all things will be under your feet? And I think it's about time believers take matters and take dominion over here because you are kingdom driven now. You've got a kingdom mindset. A king by its nature must have a dominion. A king, kingdom is not a title, it's dominion. You are a king because you've got dominion. And this morning, you are the daughters, sons and daughters of the king. You must have dominion. Over dominion over what? Over demons. Dominion over, over spirits. Dominion over sickness. You have a dominion this morning. But you cannot say amen because why? You still pinch yourself and say, I'm natural. Don't think that way. Migrate and come in contact with the supernatural. You will get a supernatural thinking. Are you here this morning? And I've, I've realized, believers, because sometimes when the devil wants to 
knock you and cripple your willpower. He wants to show you that everyone tried. It never worked. Sister, everyone tried to raise children in a godly way. They feel, who are you? So that it breaks your willpower. Then you accept that no, maybe it cannot be done. Because so and so tried it, so and so tried it. Yes, young men, listen to me. If we say, do we still believe that sex before marriage is a sin in this church? I hope it's not only me. Do young men believe that? Do young men believe that? Gee, there's no. Do young men believe that? Yes, it is a sin. But the devil will come and say, young men, it's impossible. It's just a church someone, it's impossible. If you think like them and you conform to their thinking, you are going to become a victim of what they've become victims to. But if you adopt the mind of Christ and you're in contact with the omnipotency, everyone else around you can do it, but you will be an exception. Because what? You've got access to the power that they don't have access to. Are you here? Then what does it make you? It makes you extraordinary. They will mock you. They will make remarks about you. But some of them will come secretly and say, Hey, we wish we can be like you. Because why? There is virtue. When a man makes a decision and sticks to the decision until the end, people admire such a man. When you become such a young man, then we say you understand the essence why you are here on earth. And your thinking is different because you are a godly ambassador. You don't participate in worldly things because you've got another country from which you come from. You adhere to the laws of this, not of this country, but to the country at which you come from. And when people look at you, they give you respect and a guard of honor because you are an ambassador, not of America, but of heaven. Are you here, young people? And I also often say, the best gift that any young person can give to their future partner is a preserved life. A preserved life. Amen. He says, sister, you don't want rumors to go around you when you are married to the one that you've been waiting for. And you know, when the right one has arrived, the devil brings all those files. And they become making noise around your marriage. And you become nervous. You become nervous. What if he finds out? Even if you have confessed, just, I don't know. The devil can work, work on that. Hallelujah. There's no way that a man, when he's married to a wife, and they meet somebody who used to be a boyfriend of the wife, the man will behave very well. No. Not at all. It takes... You look at him and say, no, no. Let me not go there. You are a mixed audience. Even when he, he behaves in a certain way, you just see disrespect. So why is he walking like that? 
Stay away, young people. A preserved life is the best gift that you can give to your future partner. Amen. And that's why today with social media, I've said girls are more accessible. When we grew up, girls were not accessible. Just to get her number, it was a struggle. Today you can get it anywhere on different platforms. You can contact her. Today, the world has opened the floodgates. Amen. And you, young sisters, I can give you a tip as you are pastor. He who gets married is the one who becomes mysterious to the brothers. If you become an open book, they walk away. Yes. I spoke to a sister. I said, sister, I wanted to send her a message, and she's on WhatsApp. I see she has made another boy a profile picture. I said, hey, who is the boy? He says, my homeboy. I said, what does the homeboy mean? <laughs> no, we stay in the same street. I said, your number is around the world. People, when they look at that, do they know that he's a homeboy? You are a sister. Remove that thing. Be dignified. Manage your image. If I was a brother and I want to marry you and I see this funny looking creature on your profile picture, I will walk away. Young girls must know how to manage their image. And social media has compromised their images. Are you here? He said, it's my boy. I said, what's boy? He said, that means my homeboy. I said, it doesn't work like that. Remove. So we've got to change our thinking. Are you here, believers? Do young people hear me? I think God wants me to take these detours for your own benefit. Hallelujah. Because if I'm a man, I want to marry you. I will not ask who's that man. I will just pass by. All right. Then it changes your thinking. It changes your mind. You behave differently. When you understand and you are in contact with the omnipotency, then holiness becomes a way of life. It's not church-driven. It's your life. Living above the things of the world, it becomes a way of life. Godliness becomes a way of life. And I think we need to get to a point where it becomes a way of life. It does not become the law. When the weight is outside a man, the weight becomes a law. When the weight is in a man, it becomes life. How do you know the weight is in you? If you look at the message and just see a bunch of rules, I will not wear like this. They say we must not do this. They say, then you must know the weight is outside. But when the weight is in you, you leave these things unconsciously. You become, you just become godly. You don't think it's not an effort. It's a way of life. Are we together? So let, let the weight be in us. And the weight will express the life of its own. And then we will be in the image and likeness of our maker. He will look at us and say, that's me. 
You look at your life and say, that's me. Why? Because his life is in you. Are we together? Brother Branham in the message, the seventh paragraph 35, he says, may I just pass this to you? When the supernatural comes in, that's the mind of Christ. You become so far away from your own thinking till in your, in your own mind it looks... Because when you become, you, you become closer and you receive the mind of Christ, you lose your own mind. You lose your own thinking. Because his thinking becomes your thinking. His life becomes your life. Then you become an oddball. When everybody thinks this way, you've got a paradigm shift. You think that way. Because why? Somebody has taken residency in you. And that's Christ, the hope of glory. God bless you as you stand up.
this fellowship that we could have today oh lord mm. father god that you could come down oh lord father god and we are grateful oh lord father that you send your prophet our way oh god mm. because oh lord where would we have learned oh god the lessons of life oh god mm. father god you sent your prophet oh god to to show us these little secrets oh lord mm. father god that so many miss oh lord and we are privileged today oh god to receive those secrets oh god Father God, to live a life, O oh God, that is upright, O oh God. Father God, to be able to live, O oh God, as you want us to, O oh God. Heavenly Father God, we thank you, O oh God, for coming down, O oh Lord. And Father God, sharing with us, O oh God, for today, O oh God. Yes. Father God, we've got human rights, O oh God. Our children have rights, O oh Lord. Mm. But, O oh God, to the detriment of their lives, O oh Lord. Mm. Father God, and here you come, O oh God, and you, Father God, so, so gently, O oh God, speak to us, O oh God. Father God, and l- highlight the dangers, O oh God. Father God, for, O oh Lord, too many children are lost along the way, O oh God. Yes. Father God, too many, O oh God, don't make it, O oh Lord. Mm. But today, O oh God, Father God, you came, O oh God, 
and you addressed, O oh God, the children. You addressed us as parents, O oh God. Mm. Heavenly Father, God, for so many times, O oh God. Father, the house is where, where the things go wrong, O oh Lord. And Father God, it's bo- it boils down to the children, O oh Lord. Mm. And Father God, here you came, O oh Lord, and you addressed that too, O oh God. Mm. We say thank you, O oh God, for your minister that st- stood in the gap, O oh God. Mm. We pray, O oh God, bless our dear pastor, O oh God. Restore the virtue, O oh God. And Father God, as we go, Lord, may we remember, O God, as the prodigal son, O Lord. Father God, when he came to his senses, O Lord, when he remembered where he is from, O Lord, Father God, he knew, O God, he had to go back, O Lord. And today, O God, we come, O Lord, Father, with that desire, O God, to be back in your house, O God. And we say thank you, O Lord. Father, Father, may you be with us, O God, as we walk, O God. May we walk in the light, O God. Father God, we thank, we thank you now, Lord, when we praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Blessed be. Blessed be, blessed be, blessed be your name.
Amen. Just give us a dismissal song till we see you on Wednesday, 6 o'clock. May God richly bless you. Have a blessed and victorious week. Amen. Matlaso